0: Hi, this is Jill Bedonski with Amuse's Daydream, the reality version. Ah! This episode is called Jumping Too Soon. And it begins when I was three years old, sitting in a movie theater and having a moment when Disney's 101 Dalmatians started playing on the big screen. Rich, red, velvet curtains swung open and through the dark, colored light projected a gigantic musical cartoon with puppy dogs and a lady villain. In that moment, I began a lifelong love affair with the cinema. Did you know that what we loved as children carries over indelibly to adulthood? The first encounter I had with a kitten was in a parking lot of New Jersey. It was a barn that was turned into a shoe store it was around age four but I remember being enchanted with a little furry creature who ran when I tried to pet it and that moment still plays in my head as if it were yesterday and cats have been ruining my furniture ever since I also remember the first time I made my parents laugh Making my parents laugh was the only way I could get their attention other than putting a thermometer on a light bulb to feign impending death. My role in the family was that of clown and comedian. Humor became my number one coping skill, and I needed a lot of coping skills to deal with the consequences of my impulsive, impatient, awkward behavior, something in which you experience when you are highly sensitive and have ADHD. When I was five, we moved from New Jersey to Miami, and my family joined Kings Bay Country Club. Kids waited in line at the ladder to climb a high diving board and jump into the Olympic sized pool beneath. When it was my turn, I'd climb to the top, frolic like a clown down the board to the edge, and then stumble into the chlorine sea below. I resurfaced as fast as I could because the most important part of the whole act was seeing my parents laugh. One time, I jumped too soon off the diving board. Oops. I just missed landing on top of six-year-old Seth Kleinberg. A pear-shaped Mrs. Kleinberg wobbled over as fast as she could wearing gold high heel sandals, and in her loud floral one-piece and New York accent, she shouted, You almost killed Seth! What is the matter with you? You're a terrible little girl! My parents activated their emergency child disownment mode and put magazines in front of their faces. No allies there. I did see Seth, but it was shortly after I jumped off the diving board, so all I could do was wiggle in midair as best I could to avoid him. Fun fact, wiggling in midair doesn't really change where you land. Gravity's fairly stubborn like that. But still, I was close, but not on top of Seth. Seth. I did not like being yelled at by Mrs. Kleinberg. It ruined the rest of my swim. I wasn't used to being shouted at by adults. My parents' discipline of choice was a stern look of disappointment paired nicely with a heavy sigh. (sighs) I thought the words terrible little girl were terribly hyperbolic, although I didn't know the word hyperbolic back then. Hyperbolic means of relating to or marked by language that exaggerates or overstates the truth. Mrs. Kleinberg exaggerated and overstated the truth in front of the whole world, and I did not rebound too quickly. Like my childhood love for movies and cats that turned into adult passions, the diving board incident represented the impulsiveness that followed me into adulthood and made jumping too soon into the abyss of life's awkward moments a common occurrence. I jumped too soon into unsuitable jobs, purchases I later regretted, hot tubs, and romance. As a child, I believe that when you ask a prince, So how long since your last relationship ended, your majesty? He would answer honestly. This guy told me he was out of a relationship for two years. So I jumped off the high dive of discernment into the dangerous undercurrent of infatuation. He was, after all, the lead singer in a rock and roll band. And you know how that is. Turned out his last girlfriend broke up with him weeks, that's 14 days, 336 hours prior to our first date, not two years, a decent amount of time to get over someone, and he was seriously hung up on her. Four months later, into our relationship, she somehow had a renewed interest in him and plotted to win back his affections, which wasn't hard since they never faded, So, as the gentleman he was, he told me I was wonderful, but he was still in love with someone else, and that it'd be best that we cease all courting behavior. Just kidding. He was no such gentleman. He didn't say I was wonderful, nor reveal his actions, his feelings, or any kind of decency at all. Instead, he took me to New Orleans. Little did I know the purpose of the trip was to deepen her envy so he could win her back. Nothing more was I than a pawn in his deceptive ruse. And yes, I know what you're thinking. It was a free trip to New Orleans. But he treated me like an extraneous annoyance the whole time, so not even the beignets and the jazz music could mollify my anguished confusion because I had fallen for him. Again, I'd tried wiggling in mid-air, mid-infatuation, Again, gravity is stubborn. Well, okay, the shrimp and grits were good. And so is the jazz. and So is being in New Orleans. But I assure you, if he was ever in a pool under a high diving board, I would jump right on top of him, even if his mom was watching. Anne Lamott said, laughter is carbonated holiness. I feel better about the whole thing now because I wrote about it, put some sound effects and music behind it. Humor can lift us out of the abyss of awkward and painful moments, so I'm glad it's been along for the ride since childhood. When one jumps off of life's diving boards too soon, gets a scolding from Mrs. Kleinberg and a heartbreak from a lead singer in a rock and roll band, so be it. Hooray! I bet you have some stories, too. We all do. Life is a tapestry of stories woven with creativity and the eventual healing that comes with said weaving. Some of my tapestry is woven with silly string because humor is my out-of-jail card. My childhood love for laughter is stoked by stories that were once painful and now still painful but sting less because in a story i can fictitiously jump off a high dive on top of a scoundrel without the consequence of a lawsuit if you're a highly sensitive person and or have adhd good news according to valid studies other than my own firsthand ones chances are you have a heightened sense of creativity and humor Public service announcement It's probably best to look before you leap into a relationship with a writer, especially if you are of dubious character. You might end up in somebody's podcast. This podcast was written, narrated, and imperfectly Oops. engineered by me, Jill Bodonsky. Thanks for listening despite all of those imperfections. Please share it if you think it might help somebody else. Subscribe if you like it. Check the show notes if you're into creativity and want to go deeper. Be safe.